Hey friend, as we begin the Bible Tract Echoes radio broadcast, once again, I have an invitation for you. I would love to see you personally. I'll be there on November 13th, that's a Saturday, from 1 to 5 p.m. at our brand new building in Odell, Illinois. We had folks last year drive three, four hours to come to our open house, and I'll be honest with you, we are going to endeavor. We are going to do our best to make it worth your while. Of course, there will be free food. There will also be the opportunity to get your hands dirty with some of what we do here at Bible Tracks, to actually touch the paper in the ink, to actually assemble some different things, to actually take part in the ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. As I said, open house, November 13th. That's a Saturday from 1 to 5 p.m. I'd love to see you there. Now, if you'd like to RSVP or if you have questions, just email openhouse at BibleTractsInc.org. Again, openhouse at BibleTractsInc.org. We'd love to see you there. Now, let's talk about a gospel tract. I'm holding in my hand one called, Where Are the Dead? Well, the answer to that question depends on how they died. Did they die in Christ or did they die in their sins? I hope today that you know the Lord and if you took your last breath right now, that you would spend eternity in a place called heaven and not the alternative. This gospel tract, Where Are the Dead, has a very interesting front cover. I'd like for you to go to our website, BibleTractsInc.org, and you can not only look at the cover, but you can also order it for yourself for free. Now, we have a lot to cover in our Bible study, so I'm going to ask you to turn in your Bibles to the book of 2 Samuel, chapter number 12. I neglected to do this yesterday. We're going to read the first uh, 10 or 14 verses or so of this chapter. Join me there, 2 Samuel chapter 12 and verse number 1. The Bible says, And the Lord sent Nathan unto David, and he came unto him and said unto him, There were two men in one city, the one rich and the other poor. The rich man had exceeding many flocks and herds, but the poor man had nothing save one little ewe lamb, which he bought and nourished up, and it grew up together with him and with his children. It did eat of his own meat and drank of his own cup and lay in his bosom and was unto him as a daughter. And there came a traveler unto the rich man, and he spared to take of his own flock and of his own herd to dress for the wayfaring man that was come unto him, but took the poor man's lamb and dressed it for the man that was come to him. And David's anger was greatly kindled against the man, and he said to Nathan, As the Lord liveth, the man that hath done this thing shall surely die, and he shall restore the lamb fourfold because he did this thing, and because he had no pity. And Nathan said to David, Thou art the man. Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, I anointed thee king over Israel, and I delivered thee out of the hand of Saul, and I gave thee thy master's house and thy master's wives into thy bosom, and gave thee the house of Israel and of Judah. And if that had been too little, I would moreover have given unto thee such and such things. Wherefore hast thou despised the commandment of the Lord to do evil in his sight? Thou hast killed Uriah the Hittite with the sword, and hast taken his wife to be thy wife, and hast slain him with the sword of the children of Ammon. Now therefore the sword shall never depart from thy house, 
because thou hast despised me, and hast taken the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be thy wife, thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will raise up evil against thee out of thine own house, and I will take thy wives before thine eyes, and give them unto thy neighbor, and he shall lie with thy wives in the sight of this son, for thou didst it secretly. But I will do this thing before all Israel and before the son. And David said unto Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. And Nathan said unto David, The Lord also hath put away thy sin. Thou shalt not die. Now for context's sake, we mentioned this yesterday, but David had made a grave mistake. He had, as we just read, committed adultery with Bathsheba, the wife of Uriah the Hittite, and because she came to be with child as a result of their affair, David had Uriah, her wife, killed. And he did it in such a way that he couldn't be blamed for it. He put him in a spot in the heat of the battle where the Ammonites would kill him simply because Uriah was doing what he was supposed to be doing, fighting the good fight on behalf of his king and country. And David had him killed. We mentioned yesterday that David is in a mess. That's one way to put it. He's committed murder. He has fathered a child outside of the bounds of holy matrimony in an adulterous affair. David's in a mess. But God's ministry to us as humanity, the mess that we are, that I am, God's ministry so often seems to be messes. But today I'd like to zoom in on that man, Nathan. You realize that, yes, David's in a mess, but he still needed to be called out. And his error, his situation, his sin needed to be pointed out. Nathan did not lack for manliness. Isaiah 58.1 says this, Cry aloud, spare not, lift up thy voice like a trumpet, and show my people their transgression and the house of Jacob their sins. Nathan... He was a man's man. He was cut from the same cloth as Elijah and Elisha and Moses and those men that were willing to stand before God's people and say, here's what's going on, here's what needs to be fixed. You realize that Nathan could be said to have taken his own life into his hands. Yes, he was God's man and that, that should gender him some respect. But realize, he walked into the king's throne room, pointed his bony finger in David's face. David, a man of valor, a man of the sword, a man of war, a man who was not afraid to mix it up with lions and bears and Goliath. And Nathan's going to walk up to him and say, David, you've done something wrong. And I'm going to say it out loud for everyone in the king's court to hear, you are the man. He lifted his voice like a trumpet. He cried aloud, he spared not. You see, Nathan did this not because he had a death wish. He did it because he had a message. A message that was given to him by God Almighty. Nathan needed to tell David something, and it didn't matter how many feathers he ruffled, he was going to communicate that message. Proverbs 26 verse 6 says this, He that sendeth a message by the hand of a fool cutteth off the feet and drinketh damage. Well, Nathan was no fool. 
God chose very particularly when he had Nathan deliver this message. I wonder how many other people alive now or back then would be brave enough to stand before David and say, thou art the man. Nathan didn't balk. Nathan didn't tremble. Nathan stood boldly. Now we get into this account, this Bible account, this anecdote, and this parable, really, that Nathan shares with us, beginning in verse number one. There were two men in one city, the one rich and the other poor. One man in this account had money. The other was meager. Proverbs 22, verse 2. The rich and poor meet together. The Lord is the maker of them all. I would like to say this. Don't be confused. Spirituality is not exclusive to rich people or poor people. I think there are some in the health, wealth, and prosperity crowd that would say that if you don't have oodles of money, if your bank account isn't stretched by the amount of, uh, of money that you have in there, then you must not be living for God. There are also others that would say, if you're not living like a hermit and you don't have any material uh, uh, possessions, then you must not be living for God either. That's not true on either side. There's a balance to be had. And Proverbs 22, verse 2, the rich and poor meet together. The Lord is the maker of them all. So realize you don't have a corner on the market of spirituality just because you have a big bank account. And you also don't have a corner on the market of spirituality just because you don't have two nickels to rub together. But one man had money. The other was meager. This rich man, though he had much, he did not have the relationship with his materials that the poor man had. Verse number three, but the poor man had nothing save one little ewe lamb, which he bought and nourished up and it grew up together with him and with his children. It did eat of his own meat and drank of his own cup and lay in his bosom and was unto him as a daughter. That little lamb meant a lot to the poor man. Proverbs 19 verse 1 says, Better is the poor that walketh in his integrity than he that is perverse in his lips and is a fool. Matthew eighteen twelve. How think ye? If a man have an hundred sheep, and one of them be gone astray, doth he not leave the ninety and nine, and goeth into the mountains, and seeketh that which is gone astray? Well, if a shepherd will leave his ninety and nine to go find the one, this poor man, who only had one lamb, of course, that one lamb meant a lot to him. What Nathan is doing here is he's drawing a parallel between David, the king of Israel, the king of everything, he had all he could ever ask for at his beck and call. But Uriah, that man, a faithful soldier, but relatively a poor man, all he had, the light of his life, was his wife, Bathsheba. He was a faithful man to her. He was a faithful man to his king. He was a faithful man to his country. And David, the rich man in this story, he takes that which is not his. You see, to the rich man, the poor man's little lamb was just a meal. You must realize as we go through life that there are some things that mean much more to other people than they do to us. Sometimes we put ourselves in situations and we make massive mistakes because we don't realize the importance that small things have to others. Have, have you ever hurt the feelings of your children? Maybe you said something, broke something, took something from your children that you did not realize 
held a very special place in their heart. To you, it was just a teddy bear or just a blanket or just a little toy, a little trinket, a rock maybe. But to that child, all of a sudden, emotionally, they are broken up because something was taken from them that meant a lot. Well, the same is true for this story of the rich man and the poor man. That little lamb meant so much to that poor man, but to the rich man, he forgot about it as soon as he took the last bite. It was just a meal to him. Let's be careful today for two things. Number one, when we need to stand up for right and say what's right. Yes, we need to do it with grace. Yes, we need to do it with tact, but let's be careful to stand for right. And secondly, let's be careful to realize that small things matter. Small things can mean a lot to other people. We'll continue this tomorrow. Have a great day for his glory. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Track Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample packet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 188, Bloomington, Illinois, 61702. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.